episode four. Sean P. Rice here. And we're coming back around. I guess we can't say I'm coming back around for seconds because this is episode four. So let's keep it going. But it's the weekend of Mama's Day, so we have to pause for the cause and give it up for those who allowed us to be. Dear Mama's Day, we're going to pause for the cause. And for my mama, dear mama, my words echo in random places around the globe because of you. Words and deeds that you gifted, those serial acts of selflessness, healed me up on so many occasions. And now I reflect your life. And for that, I thank you for that, Mama. And there's mamas like that all over. But I'm just speaking from experience. And that said, that's a foundational element of my research in tracing the winding roots of my family tree. And that's one of the reasons why I'm known in pockets of the globe or what we say the blogosphere as the ancestor whisperer because I've had a part in helping to map out nearly two centuries of my family's history. And that said, I want to take a segue down the path, those pillars, those souls that inspire me to walk that path. My grandmother's. Grandmothers are key to who we are. And as we grow older, sometimes we take on characteristics of our grandparents. Maybe our grandmothers more than others, but we're around the corner for Mama's Day, so we're going to steer towards Mama's. And in my ongoing series on SeanPWrites.com, I speak about my grandmothers, my, my grandma and my big mama. And in this piece, Finding the Glorious Ones, the Twin Pillars, I delve into how they lit the spark, how they essentially served as that foundational element that let me know that I had to do what was hard. When I think of my maternal and paternal grandmothers, a host of emotions descend upon me. Reverence, joy, faith, wisdom, but most of all, love. These two women, the twin pillars of the respective sides of my family, the love to so many people in their orbits and gave life 
to the two people who became my parents. It was the fortitude and love for family that my grandmothers exhibited that always served to inspire me. The pedestal that I placed them on and the one that I keep them on to this day led down a path tracing my roots because I needed to know what made these two tick. And I discovered that the souls who gifted these two glorious women with the perseverance that bordered on the superhuman were pow, were part. They were part of this proud collective. So go figure that decades later I would gather the scattered stories of my family and find my people. So it may seem surreal on the surface, but let's time travel, shall we? And, uh, another series of uh, the glorious ones I discuss words that my grandmother gifted me on a summer afternoon in June 1989 my grandmother and I walked outside the venue of my graduation discussing my plans for the next chapter of my life was going off to high school it was it was a big step when my family walked out of the ceremony I remember my grandma bubbling with the effervescent pride she asked me pointedly baby what do you want to be when you grow up and I quickly replied that I wanted to be a lawyer and she studied my face for a moment as if she was puzzled. And she said, baby, a lawyer, you gotta be a good liar. And she must have sensed a bewildered look on my face as she reached out to lock her arm in mine, laughing as we started walking together towards the parking lot. And she told me, I'm just joking. But you know, baby, you should be a writer. Their words live long after they are gone. You can live forever through words. That's why your daddy has got you reading those books. And before I had a chance to wrap my head around what she said, my father caught wind of what she said and he bellowed. Yeah, boy, listen to your grandma. And with one fluid motion, he snapped a picture of me and my grandma standing there on the street in Chicago at the intersection of Augusta Boulevard and Ashland Avenue. And at the time of this writing, I walked the streets 
of my old haunts. And before I knew it, I found my way back to that same spot where my grandma manifested a path for me that would serve to be redemptive. From the lips of my grandma to God's ears, the same power that she had was at my disposal too. And I returned to that very spot to acknowledge what I was gifted three decades or so prior. Baby, you should be a writer. I ended up fulfilling that mandate, publishing my first book on the anniversary of my father's birth in 2019. Her son. I had to learn that coincidence doesn't live here because I come from a long line of manifestors. But it didn't stop with my grandma. Those echoes were omnipresent. Let's make a segue over to my maternal side because my big mama was a powerful manifester in her own right. And as that old adage goes, like attracts like, metal sharpens metal. But let's take a segue after this break. So, my big mama, you know those people, those souls that when you think of them, you think that is just a glorious, beautiful person. That was her, like my grandmother. My big mama was deserving and worthy of the pedestal that I placed them on and where they will remain. But I never refer to my big mama in the past tense because I can feel her spirit. She was 97 years old when she left this place a couple of years ago. But throughout my life, I sat at her feet and listened to the stories of my family entranced by the love and the resilience of our folks. And in one of my darkest hours, when I had lost myself, this majestic woman, my big mama looked at me defiantly and said two words that shook me from my dark place when she said, for what? I had asked her about her fear in being one of the millions of black people, part of the great migration, going from the South to a new city, during the waning years or parts of World War II. After her husband, my grandfather, was drafted into the army. Chicago, a place where she only knew her aunt and a couple other family members. And I asked her, Big Mama, weren't you scared? 
and she looked at me and leaned towards me and said, shit, scared for what? I had to make a way for myself. Nobody else is gonna help me sitting around crying and feeling sorry for myself. No, hell, I was too busy to be scared. And at that moment, in that brokenness that I felt, that resilience that she always wore with grace and the humility that shone like a thousand suns, it made me whole again. And I knew that I had to be better because I too had that power as her grandson. And I haven't been scared since. When I was broken on that day, I was hung up over a corporate layoff. Ironically enough, but my big mama made me whole that day by reminding me of who I was, who I needed to be. And I documented this conversation and others like it that I had with my big mama in essays and a series, the glorious ones. Another series like that on my website because I had to understand where this ethereal love that I saw manifested in the assorted members of my family. Where, where, where did it come from? Based on the power that she spoke into me that day, I jotted notes in my notebook and I use that for the framework to start searching for my people trying to understand the underpinnings of why why this love, selflessness, faith and fealty to family was something burned into the confines of my DNA and as I found hundreds of people Make up my family around the country, breaking bread, pouring libations, laughing from the pit of our souls. Mind you, this is all before the pandemic. But the one thing always remains and rings true. I've seen the same power wielded by my big mama and my family members, and it humbled me. And while many discard the notion of family as outdated or trivial or overrated, I would be remiss not to speak that same power to those who I share these shoulders with. Because love is redemptive and history repeats, especially in families. Because doing anything less would be treasonous. And I told her in a letter that I wrote to her, I told her, dear big mama, you taught me that family is the most important element in the universe. And I'm grateful to serve as one of the stewards of the history that you compelled me to find, to 
be accepted as your grandson and student is an honor that I will always strive to be worthy of. And that's what, that was the guiding principle, those twin pillars. We're going to close out episode four with another piece geared towards the mamas. So before we put a capstone on episode four, these frequencies of mamas, I know I made some references to big mamas and grandmas, pictures and going back to venues and hearing echoes. And you probably got pictures in your mind like, man, I would love to connect the image with that verbiage. And I got you. So on my website and on my Instagram page, I have those images. And you can take the liberty of subscribing to SeanPWrites.com. You can also find that on the profile page of this blog that you may have stumbled onto however you came onto it I'm honored and if you want to jiggle something in the change jar feel free for writers like myself independent publishing houses I'm the chief baggage handler custodian cook chef do it all if you want to tip us buy a book or buy a couple but that said I really I truly appreciate you being here and I'm humble so in closing and in keeping in line with this mama's day frequencies here's a piece that I wrote let me give you some background on this now I was visiting my son in a undisclosed place because he's a secret celebrity of sorts but this is this is my podcast this isn't about him but we were hanging out and we saw this we had our museum and we saw this visage this this queen and I snapped a picture of it and ironically enough this picture is on my site and that inspired this piece. It's called On Bended Knee, a tome for queens. Queen, my dear big mama, mother, I am one of the legions who love you with the warmth of a thousand sons. Please accept these humble words from your son and accept forgiveness for these young bloods who are devoid of the glory those stories forged from the implements of selflessness that is you. Queen, I challenge the obscene supposition that I am not the marvel 
in your presence. Happy Mama's Day. Again, this is Sean P. Episode 4, As the Incense Burns. I appreciate you coming by. Circle back, listen to all of the episodes. Play them again. Tell your mamas and your friends. Your exes. Your projecteds. Help us and the authors out. I appreciate you. Be well. I'm always here at the water's edge. As the incense burns. I shout at you in a few. Be safe out here.